0: Come
1: come, 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 get
0: IG up. games What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Games GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week, Justin Davis, Scoop. Marty Sleva, Dan Stapleton. Soup. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to be talking about... we got to check in with Game of the Year Watch 2015 Year Watch. edition. We're going to talk about those uh, massive expansions for The Witcher 3. But first... Tijuana, Mexico. Whoa! Let's do it. Once upon a time in Mexico. That's where GameScoop fan, Jesus Sandoval, resides. Jesus. And he says, I just wanted to know, where is the Game of the Year Watch GameScoop episode for this first quarter of 2015? Very impatient. The first quarter just ended last (laughs) week, literally. He says, I think Dying Light is a good contender. Mm. Probably not the best game or story, but it is a game we enjoy playing, and it's fun, (laughs) above all. What do you think? Uh, so yeah, thanks. thank you for the reminder, Jesus. It is time to check in with Game of the Year Watch. Yeah. 2015 edition. Do you fellows know how many games IGN has scored a nine or higher this year? I bet Dan yeah. knows. Four. four. You guys know.
1: It's more than four. Dan, how many is it? I believe it was six. It is six. Wow. Which, I, it, which seems like a lot. On the other hand... It's been it, three months. It, yeah, and it, and it has been... Like, you know, for one thing, we cover nine platforms here. So, yeah. so it's that's spread out. <laughs> uh, but it's but it's also it's also been a pretty good first quarter.
2: Yeah, a lot of things got bumped from uh, last year to the first quarter. So Gross.
0: It makes sense. They call it, it, sense. it the 2015 bump. Yeah, the baby bump. Uh, <clears throat> those six are Bloodborne yeah. with a nine point one. Yeah. And then there are five games that got a nine. Flat. We band.
3: haven't got so nine point one is the highest score of the year so far.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, no, no, it's not. It's nine point three. For what? Uh, oh, so I'm sorry. No. This is this is this is new games, not oh, okay. remasters. Oh, okay. Right.
2: What was the remaster that got a 9.3?
0: That Grim Fendango.
2: Oh, I like that video game. Yeah. In which English? You're <laughs> literally, no, I didn't. I didn't reveal. Oh.
0: Ryan McCaffrey it. did. Oh. But well, we'll, we'll get to those. <laughs> anyway, Bloodborne got 9.1. Yeah. The other five with nines are Evolve, Hell Divers, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on 3DS, Ollie Ollie 2. I think Welcome to Hollywood is mm-hmm. the subtitle, and Pillars of Eternity.
3: Ooh. That's a, that's a Justin a likes a lot wide, wide breadth of games. Yep. Yeah, very different. I brought it up on Gamescoop last week, but like how different video games are. Like All You Two mm-hmm. <laughs> gets a nine, <laughs> and Pillars of Eternity gets a nine. And wildly different experiences. Wildly different
0: from Evolve.
3: Yeah. Also. yeah. sure.
1: And you know, there there are also a few games that I personally think are, are contenders. Uh, like if you look at uh, City Skylines, mm-hmm. uh, like I gave that an eight point five, but I, I feel like they've already fixed a number of things that I had an issue with. Mm-hmm. They've been very uh, responsive. Right, and I think, like, especially if we're talking about game of the year, by the end of this year, I expect mm. that game to have received like significant updates. Like they've they've already talked about like adding disasters, which you know would add a, a bunch of variety to the to the end game, which is like one of my big problems with it. Yeah. So, I I would expect that that one to end up being a contender for game of the year, even it though it didn't, hunt. yeah, even though it didn't end up being uh <clears throat> being like an over a nine at release. Sure. What about what about Bloodborne?
0: This is a uh... Polarizing Bloodborne. game. <laughs> polarizing game. People yeah. either really, really love this game, or, or maybe a little bit more like Dan. You know Dan
2: yeah. There's two types of people in the world. There's the Marty's and the Dans. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, I, I, uh, my personal pick so far is Bloodborne. Uh, I think it's. Wait, did computer was computer supposed to do something? Yeah, computer. 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 Leap Leap. There yeah. we are. <laughs> There's that little <laughs> Dark Beast parl. Uh Yeah. I mean, as someone who completely adores the Soul series, I think that. Uh, Yes, Bloodborne might not be the perfect entry point. Granted, Brian Altano, it's his entry point, and he fell out of love with the game. He quit it for two days and then came back to it, and now he says it's his game of the year because he's put like another 15 hours into it. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the game is fantastic. I think it's gorgeous. I think the world building is incredible. I like the new speed of combat. Uh, we are still finding out new things about the game, even weeks after we started it, which is very exciting.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, I think this is going to be a contender, like on the waterfront. It was a film.
3: Yeah. <laughs> It could have been a contender. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I and like
1: for, rocky. For the record, my contention with this game is is not that it's a bad game, but mm. that, it's, that it's bad at introducing new people to it. Sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the consensus is, I mean, Dan, you had such a negative experience. I haven't played B- Bloodborne yet, but I'm intrigued because I've played Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2 and didn't care for them. I didn't care for either of them, but fool me twice, you know, God help me, I'm kind of thinking about giving Bloodborne a shot because I've heard it's... A little bit more forgiving and a little bit easier in some ways. And it's, it's one of those games that's just like everyone seems to be talking about it. Like yeah, everyone sure. in the office yeah. is talking about it. and It's almost like if you're not
2: playing it, you're yeah. missing out on something. Yeah, it's a big sure.
3: coup for the PS4 as well.
2: Yeah, a coupe.
3: A big, that's,
0: is that how it's
2: pronounced? Yeah, a, big it's big, a chicken coup. It's one of those cars with yeah. <laughs> several doors.
0: Uh, now what about Evolve? I know a lot of people here in the office really like it. Obviously got a really good score. Uh, but mm-hmm. I wonder what like, the general sentiment about it is. Is that Ever, out, out there. I don't
3: think I told you my story about Evolve or or either of you two as well. But uh, I got a copy of Evolve. Um, and I'm not usually big on, like, multiplayer arena shooters, but, mm-hmm. you know, Evolve was getting a lot of praise. I thought I would give it a shot. The very first <laughs> match I got matched in was uh, a son and his dad playing together. And he's like, Dad, I got Dad. I got him trapped. Daddy's trapped. And he's like, good job, son. You, <laughs> did, you did a great job. Now let's make sure we go get him together. And it was, like, this ultimate, like, and then I didn't want to, I had to, like, yeah. turn my mic off because I'm just like, I didn't want to, like, intrude on their, like, okay, he's over here. Like, I didn't want to get involved in, like, yeah. what the two of them had going on. And you were saying some horrible, horrible, yeah, but you should like, have role-played
0: this. left They their, like, whatever voice chat, because like, it's dangerous. Oh, you know, that's, that's like, the that's That kid a, that's could possibly hear. That's a sticky wicket.
3: Uh, and, well, and he did, and he because the dad was saying his son's name, I'm, it wasn't, like, Seth, but he's like, good job, Seth. And I'm like, should you really be, like, maybe you need to have a lesson on, like, stranger danger. And then I got to thinking, hey, I'm is like. Is someone going to search you on your first name? It was really cute. Let's see where this Seth is. (laughs) Um, Siri, where is Seth? (laughs) But the game itself was, that's like the good and bad of Evolve. Like, I don't really like hearing strangers in my ear. That's not what my life is about anymore. I'm not... Why you no, giving me no, that face? You
0: agree? You're the
2: same way. No, I am, but it just sounds—you sound insane. I don't like hearing strangers' <laughs> me or That's not what my life's about anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it used to be. No, I used to really, really like you know, put on the headset and strategize mm-hmm. with people and play you know, big team battle in Halo. But um, it's just not really my thing anymore. And so I put like Evolve is very polished and good at what it's trying to be, but it's not for me.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, uh, it's very—it's very much that game that demands coord—it's coordination or die. I mean, it's—it's mm-hmm. it's very much like Left 4 Dead in that way. Uh, so unless you have a group of people that you're playing with routinely, uh, it's going to be not necessarily the best experience. Um, and I, I know like Vince still just adores that game; he plays it regularly. Um, you know, I, I don't doubt for a second that that he thinks it's it's a game of the year contender. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's going to have a, a strong showing at our game of the year vote, just because yeah. not many people have played it in to the to the. Extent that he has, yeah. yeah.
0: Multiplayer it's game, <clears throat> multiplayer shooter games that come out this early in the year, it's like people don't end up playing them mm-hmm. through the fall. Yeah, yeah but by the time yeah. and by the time fall comes around, we're gonna be
2: playing a new Call of Duty. We're gonna be playing probably wow. Battlefront. We're gonna be playing Halo. Yeah, yeah, stuff.
0: Uh, Evolve is super polished. Uh, I did not like it as much as Left 4 Dead. I think I just prefer four on thousands yeah. rather than yeah. four on yeah. one.
1: And I, I, well, I agree, and, and uh, part of it is I think Left 4 Dead takes you through that, that gauntlet. Yeah. Um, even when you're not fighting against another player, there's, there's uh, just a bunch of things to do. And I think one of the, one of the legit legitimate criticisms of Evolve is that when, you're not, when you haven't got your sights on the monster, when you're just chasing him around the map, it's a little bit boring.
3: Yeah. There is downtime, for sure. Yep.
1: Unless the monster's bad, and, the, and then you yeah. just shoot Unless him.
3: Seth's the monster.
2: <laughs> In which case, you and Dad gotta round up and pin him down.
1: Four's half. Him.
3: Uh,
0: now, what about Helldivers? I keep hearing really good things about this, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, Helldivers is a ton of fun. Uh,
2: this was a game that a lot of <laughs> I don't know why I found that funny. Like Casper Van Dien. Uh, this game is well, just yeah. Brutal. This game is... Anchor. I think this game is harder than Bloodborne. Like, what? I, yeah, I legitimately think this game is wow. harder than Bloodborne. It's this uh, four-player cooperative top-down
3: shooter. It's have it, it draws a from a top-down destiny.
2: Uh, yeah, it, it does interesting things to where you see dropships go overhead and those are other people entering their game hmm. in the same map which does some really interesting things. Uh, it's just brutal. It requires, you know, intense uh, coordination, which I love here, is you can call in a drop ship, but if you're under it, uh, they'll smash you, and you'll <laughs> die. Uh, I love things like that. Uh, yeah, it's it feels like someone just played a bunch of arcade games growing up and then all of a sudden was given the tools and to, like, watched make a Starship movie. Troopers and watched a lot of sh- Starship Troopers it was probably made by Casper Van Dien yeah. <laughs> It has this really cool like shared universe where everything you're doing is adding into these like overall stats yeah. uh, which I really like uh, yeah in terms of uh, the downloadable games this year this, is, this has been one of my faves so far
1: all games
3: it, are downloadable
2: uh, man already... is Am- it going to come yeah. anything
3: other than Vita? <laughs> yeah it's on PS4 it's on PS4, and, and it's and on PS4 and now yeah it, was always, it, yeah, yeah, it came across oh. by day one. Okay. I completely missed that. For some reason, I always thought about that as like a Vita first yeah. game or a Vita yeah. only game. Oh, it maybe is I will everywhere. check it out on PS4. Yeah. Then. It looks cool. Do you have to play cooperatively?
2: You like, don't have, you have to, to, but it's sort of like Freedom Wars where you eventually hit a wall. You sort of need to in order to uh, advance.
0: You were saying last week, though, that you're more of a solo gamer. So you're I'm much more of a solo so gamer. Still, you still like I,
2: still, I, I appreciate the game, but okay. I'm not going to... Again, this, I, I like the game a lot, but I'm not going to probably keep playing it for a long time. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on 3DS. I've been surprised at the goodwill this game is getting just because there's been Monster Hunter games released in the past yeah. and no- n- nobody seemed to be that crazy about them. Totally. Especially not in uh, not in America. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm talking they've about been, America.
3: Yeah. They've been I mean Monster Hunter 3 was pretty big here try.
0: Wasn't uh, remember that one came to Wii and like well, oh, nope, yeah. nobody
3: cared yeah. about that.
2: Also, so this game looks good if you're playing it on, on not 3DS in, on the New 3DS but blown up. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> keep, this, keep this window minimized for the next couple minutes. Um, yeah, this is a series I've just never really gotten in, which is weird because a lot of people say it shares the same DNA as uh, Dark Souls. I mean, whole that, series. Yeah.
3: that gameplay loop of go out, slay monsters, take their bones and scales mm-hmm. and you know, take all the stuff from that monster and use it to craft better equipment that lets you push farther out into the world. Mm-hmm. It's really compelling. It's easy to see why people like it. Um, I think it's interesting to see that Monster Hunters really became a mobile... Franchise. I mean, yeah. they release console ones and they release mobile ones, but like that, the, the 3DS version. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just huge on yeah. that platform, totally. you know. And it started as a PS2 franchise. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think. and I that's another one that, that it really uh, it 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 leans on multiplayer in order to get the full enjoyment, which I think yeah. is one of the reasons why I haven't clung to it. You know, there's there's. Multiplayer in Bloodborne, but it's not super crucial.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's easy to see you know, super deliberate controls, um, you know, same like the Souls games, just slay gigantic huge monsters, get cool loot, uh, make, you know, use it to craft cool equipment. Like, it's easy to see why it's really popular. Mm-hmm.
0: Forgive my ignorance. This is Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Did regular Monster Hunter 4 come out wet here previously? I do not believe Your so.
3: ignorance
2: is forgiven because yeah. it's shared. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm pretty sure it's not, it didn't come out here. Okay. We didn't review it. If we're wrong, we apologize. Uh,
0: what about all 2 too?
3: All-A-L-E. All-A-L-E. So
0: <laughs> I played some of this. I did not play the first one. And oh. I, I found it a little difficult to get my head around Super the controls. Super difficult. The yeah. Controls are like what? Yeah. This, I'm, I'm used to like Tony Hawk. Yeah. This so is not I'm like controls. Tony Hawk. Not it's even like all, It's all analog stick, and you have to like press up at the right time when you're. Uh, anyway, you have to flick the sticks at the right time when you're like jumping and landing. And landing. Uh-oh. Yeah. Up it's uh, very much it's just different. Like I'm used to like hold triangle to grind. Yeah. Keep yeah. your balance. We, uh, Justin, earlier
2: today, we were talking about uh, Super Hexagon. Yeah. And this game sort of scratches that same itch. Obviously, it's an incredibly different game than Super Hexagon, <laughs> but it's one of those games where you you start it up and you're like, "Well, this is impossible. Like, I'm nothing. I'm never going to get through yeah. this game because it's going to be, you know, the worst experience of my life." But the yeah. more and more you play it, the more you sort of like gain confidence. Yeah. And it's nice to like look back and see like, man, an hour ago I was. Barely able to get 30 seconds of this level, and now I can breeze through that just fine. But, yeah, do then, it all perfect. I've hit the next wall. And now the worst experience of your life is still. <laughs> it's still just ahead of you. There's always a worse experience ahead of you. Wow.
1: But, Most Marty, do life. you think. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played this one myself, but I mean, do you think it's a realistic contender for Game of the Year, or is it just a. No, I, I think, think like,
2: a, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really good game. I don't think it does enough different than the original Alley Ali to really uh, separate itself.
3: Um, well, it's also a little bit like. Uh, I haven't played Ali Ali too, but um, when we're talking about Game of the Year, like the politics of it, it's almost like the Oscars. We're like, you can make the best comedy movie. That's ever been made, but it's really hard for that to be like an Oscar contender. in certain game genres, yeah. Yeah. game of the year awards just tend to gravitate towards things that are, you know, sort of epic yeah. and Your lengthy and is, but we've you know, had, Ages. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah our, our winners have been that. But we've had in the last couple of years, we've had stuff like Gone Home, well, and Journey, stuff like did Win. Sister, Journey. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah but I'm, I'm thinking about you can make the world's most perfect sort of arcade twitchy game, and you're still gonna have a really hard time being in the game of the year hunt. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, and like it, it doesn't even necessarily mean like we we spent the most time playing this one. Like mm-hmm. I've played a bunch of little games that yeah. just hooked the hell out of me, but I still wouldn't necessarily vote for them for Game of the Year because even though they are they are elegant and simple, uh, it, it still doesn't kind of have the gravitas that you expect from a Game of the Year nominee.
3: Sure. yeah.
0: Finally, in the Nine and
3: Over Club, Pillars of Eternity, which I know, Justin. Yeah, I'm kind this, of obsessed with it. Is this going to be your, um, your your pick so far? It's certainly my pick so far. And what's interesting is I was away from RPGs for years, and then Dragon Age sort of pulled me back in And now, you know, I'm back in deep (laughs) with Pillars. Mm. I mean, this is a game that we gave a 9, and my actually personal score would be higher than a 9. I mean, I think this game delivers on all fronts. I think the writing is really, really good and interesting, both on, like, a world-building level. Like, they made all these gods, and then people worship the different gods, and sort of all the lore of the world uh, descends from there. But the writing's also really good on, like, a characterization level. Like, your companions... Are really different, really interesting, and have their own you know sort of agency and motivations for why they're doing what they're doing. And they're not all like your friends. Like there's one dude that you roll around with who's like kind of an asshole, but uh, like there's reasons, like story reasons, why you might want to keep him with you. So that's really interesting. But the combat system is also really good and interesting and rewarding in that game. It's kind of crunchy and challenging and Mm, crunchy. uh, it really relies... That's not a good word. <laughs> no, it is a good word. No, it's not. Like, it's, it's, Why wouldn't it be? I describe, what if you describe a person as crunchy? It feels... they're like hippy-dippy. <laughs> yeah. It feels crisp and precise. It yeah. doesn't feel like mushy combat. Like Crunchy it... graphics. The crunchy visuals of this game. It's... Not being crunchy, Marty. <laughs> it's... uh Yeah, I mean, story's good. Combat's good. I think the art is absolutely gorgeous. I love those pre-rendered 2D backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody was sort of looking at that game and thought, oh, it might be too old school for me. I don't know if I can handle that. Like you should absolutely sort of get over that and give it a shot because you're missing an incredible game experience. I think Obsidian did an incredible job.
2: Does it uh, require like a love of the old like Baldur's Gate games? and no. Planescape tournaments? I mean,
3: it, it is basically Baldur's Gate 3 uh, except for, you know, they weren't allowed to use the Dungeons & Dragons combat system so they had to redo the combat but it's so Baldur's Gate-esque. Uh, it's Obviously, an homage to those older games, but no, a love of them is not required. Just you know, enjoy good stories and enjoy good sort of tactical combat that requires positioning and intelligent use of skills. You'll have a great time.
1: Yeah, like I, I got into that kind of RPG, and well, the, the tactical RPG with with Fallout, mm-hmm. which had the same thing where they they kind of fudge their own uh, their own version of the D and D stat mm-hmm. skill system. Ended up with special as their acronym, yeah. but uh, but like yeah, it didn't require that I already knew something about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If well, you this team also made Fallout New Vegas. That's if right. you yeah. played those old games, and you, going back further, the Obsidian guys were yeah, re- responsible for Fallout and all. Oh, the original Fallout. Yes, fun facts.
3: We uh, if you played those old games, you already know and love Pillars of Eternity. If you didn't play those old games, you might feel a little bit intimidated by it, and I would say you should totally get over that and give it a shot.
0: Uh, as we mentioned before, there are two remasters that have gotten nine or higher this year: Grim Fandango and then Homeworld Remaster mm-hmm. Collection.
1: You reviewed that one, Dan. I did. I did. That is a very, a very pretty, pretty game, uh, and you know it, it holds up really well because no one had, no one before or since has has really done what Homeworld did in terms of doing a fully 3D uh, real-time strategy game. Mm-hmm. And it like I, I still haven't played. Really, any games that, that have captured kind of like a, a big-scale Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica-style space battle. Yeah. Um, and you know this, this one has its quirks. Uh, when they ported the original Homeworld campaign over into the the Homeworld 2 engine, we got a bunch of en- like user interface enhancements, like you know being able to issue orders when you're zoomed out. But uh, you, we lost some of the the kind of tactical nuance of it uh, in formations and things like that. They're a little bit funky still, but you still get. Uh, the amazing story of that game, which is you know basically, you know Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar Galactica inspired, but uh, but it has a, a really good spin on it, told through these beautiful uh, animatic, uh, cinematic screens, and uh, with surprisingly good voice work, you get uh, like a I think it was like a twenty hour campaign, fifteen fifteen to twenty hour campaign, that's really well done. Uh, you also get Homeworld Two, which the story falls off a little bit, but the mission design is is Significantly better and just easier to 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 get through, uh, and I mean I, that's one of those games I can just sit back and and you know set up a, a battle and then just sit back and watch it. It's that's pretty cool. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous game.
0: My favorite game of the year so far is still a game that hasn't been officially released yet. That would be Darkest Dungeon. D.D.
1: Uh
0: Man, so people talk a lot about how this game is hard. Yeah. And I enjoy that aspect of it, but when I hear people talk about Bloodborne, the difficulty is like. It like worries me. It's like a, a turnoff yeah. for me. But I wonder if it's because this is turn based. And I just feel more comfortable. Like I know it's not my reflexes. It's my mind that's yeah, being totally. tested.
3: Totally. You you know? Take your time. Yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. I have, Yeah. So we also, we, this is a game. That, I mean, there's no doubt that this game is hard and it will fuck you up. Like if you go in, you're just unprepared. Being cussy today. You're it's the first crunchy. time I've sweared. No, you, you said a-hole earlier in this show. Yes. <laughs> a-hole doesn't count as a swear. <laughs> totally counts. But I mean, if you're not prepared to listen. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. If you don't know what the classes do or the enemies yeah. do, yeah, you will get messed up. But I actually think w- the more I played this game, I think it's I don't think it's insurmountable at all. I mm-hmm. think the difficulty is just yeah. right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean the, the difficulty of, of this versus something like Bloodborne is completely different because Bloodborne doesn't have like stat rolls. Like, there's no 75% chance you're going to hit something. You're yeah. going to hit that thing if you, if you aim it. Yeah. Whereas this one, you, you are taking the chance and then you kind of mitigate the, the the odds of, of missing it. Mm-hmm. Like you have to plan ahead, like what if I miss?
3: I think I think people that think Darkest Dungeon is super hard don't understand how important positioning is. If you're watching that video, you had yeah. your four party members and it's so critically important that you have them all in the right spot. Mm-hmm. And yep. if you do that, you're like halfway to success. Yeah. Right? which
1: is which is why it's really interesting that that the enemies use that against you. Like there are certain mm-hmm. abilities that, they that, push that readjust and pull you. Yeah. 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 It's great. And when you get ambushed you get reversed and all kinds of stuff like that. So there's a, a bunch of really interesting stuff to, to yeah. this game.
0: Yeah. Hopefully that gets an official so, Release this year,
1: yeah, because uh, I think
2: would be in the yeah. All of us who've played it, I mean, even like uh, in preview events, and then you know now that
3: it's out and mm-hmm. early access, uh, that yeah, it's awesome. It's coming out this year. They have, but, yeah. Well, I think
1: that's a common thread that runs through all these games. They're all really hard.
0: Yeah, we don't like baby games,
2: Bobby. Yeah, games.
1: that's
0: true. It's interesting. Um, the fans really like Dying Light. Yeah, they may be disappointed if that's not in the. So like, many that pe- seems to be an
2: early fan favorite. So many people I know who love games but aren't in the games industry. A lot of my friends are still really? playing this game. They are like absolutely obsessed with it. And uh, yeah, really you know, I like the game a lot. Like I thought the, the sense of movement feels really great. I like uh, the world. Uh, it's one of those games you could just turn on and have fun for a while. Sort of like GTA, where you don't really have to be doing anything. You can just enjoy yourself for half an hour. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, obviously people love this game. It sold incredibly well. It was one of those new IPs that came out right at the right time at the end of January. They did time it perfectly. It is, we, yeah, ran a, we ran an
3: article about that. Yeah. Oh man, look at that. That was
2: yeah. I actually, gooey.
3: I didn't like this game. Just you not at all. Jerk. Uh, I, de- I didn't think the movement felt great at all. I didn't think the parkour being mapped to R1 or R2 or whatever it was, like that button to grab and jump. Oh, I, um, I, I, felt, I thought it felt clunky and stiff and I was missing ledges when I thought I should be grabbing them and grabbing things when I thought I shouldn't be. Um, the running around, like that aspect of it felt good, but anytime I was jumping, um, and even the melee I wasn't that impressed with, I thought the world was drab and uninteresting. Just, I mean, they didn't hate it, but...
2: You're just mad that the pillars in this game had an ending that they didn't
3: go on <laughs> eternally. Yeah. I would have, like, my personal score for that game would have been somewhere in the sixes. Like, I didn't think wow. it was awful. I didn't, wow. I didn't find it to be that yeah. story. Yeah.
1: I have heard, like, a lot about, the, about people struggling with the controls being mapped, like, differently. And, and there's, a, there's a legitimate reason they do that, which is that you need to be able to use both thumbs to look at the ledge you, you want to land on, yeah. so you can't, you can't be pushing A to jump. Or X or whatever. Sure. Um, so, so that makes sense. Uh, my solution, play it on PC. Mouse and keyboard works great. It's your solution yeah. to everything. It pretty much is.
2: <laughs> Bloodborne too hard, play it on PC. How do we fix from mom care? Just Except play for that. it on PC.
1: <laughs> How do we...
0: uh, that was, those are what we would consider to be the best yeah. games of the year so far. What are your picks? Let us know in the comments. Hit me up on Twitter, at DameZero. Uh, we'll check in another three months at which time we'll be talking about games such as Mortal Kombat X, maybe? Uh, Witcher 3? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is out May nineteenth and looks phenomenal and everyone's super jazzed about. And then there's this little game called Batman: Arkham Knight. I've heard of it. it no, comes no, out no, June twenty third. Na
2: na
0: And uh, all signs point to that this game being very very good.
2: Oh, you made me sad because I forgot I got delayed again.
0: Well, like <laughs> I mean, two weeks. yeah, but it was originally coming out on my birthday. Yeah,
2: well,
1: Marty, what, birthday what will we play between now and then? There's just nothing to play. What
3: are we gonna play during E three? What will we do that week? Yeah. Oh, Batman's gonna be so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah this will be really good. Um, I feel like so. Witcher was delayed, and Batman was I delayed mean, a couple everything times. Everything is delayed. Yeah. Everything gets delayed. Yep. That's what I mean. Like it's. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but it seems really, really hard to make video games these <laughs> days, like big AAA games. <laughs> mm-hmm. We well, you know that sort of ties into our next topic,
0: which is uh, it was announced today: The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt is getting two massive expansion packs. Their words. Their words. But, you know, the way they describe them, they do sound really big. Yeah. Uh, So, Witcher 3, well done. Coming out May 19th, two expansions coming later. Mm -hmm. The first is called Hearts of Stone, and it boasts a 10-hour-plus adventure. That one is due in October. Then there's a second expansion entitled Blood and Wine, which offers a 20-hour-plus tale, and that's due in early 2016.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the game itself is supposed to be... Over 200 hours. Well, that, that's if you do everything. If you want to do everything. It's not, that's if not the want, main quest if, line. if you
2: want to make love to every mermaid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> mermaid style. Mermaid. <laughs> um, how, how, first of all, how does this strike you? The news that
1: these two large expansion packs are coming to Witcher 3. It, it kind of surprises me because this is the first time that CD Projekt has done that. They haven't, they haven't done a... Uh, you know, st- for sale expansion to either of the previous Witcher games,
2: and didn't they say before that all the DLC was going to be free?
0: So this is—they make an important distinction between DLC and expansion packs. Right. <gasps> which they is, which think is of DLC as horse armor, okay. <laughs> and they will be releasing stuff like that. For they announced what's
3: twenty some pieces of free DLC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they've built up enough goodwill. I think it's weird to announce this quite a while before the game's I out. I agree. Like I don't understand the benefit to them. Like, why would they do that? And it's, so, it's got to
1: yeah. be a, like an investor relations thing. It's the only yeah. reason they would do so. That.
3: But I also I think they. Sorry. I
1: uh, know I
0: just have some yeah, theories. Yeah. There's there's mm-hmm. controversy surrounding this announcement. Gamers are upset. First yeah. of all, they don't like hearing about uh, DLC before the game is out. That they would wa- evolve. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't want to hear about it. <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> they say if you're gonna if it's gonna happen, tell us about it after the game is out because they want to have a full game. They just want the, to buy the a full
1: complete game.
3: complete
0: experience. <laughs> and they don't like the fact that it sounds like they're backtracking on their free DLC. But yeah. yeah. See,
3: because I was going to say, I, I felt like CD Projekt had built up enough goodwill <laughs> well, with people fantastic. that yeah. the expansions... And I also just don't think... I don't know. Like Skyrim's expansions were really good. Like yeah, they were all, totally. you know, really. Mm-hmm. One opened up a whole new island, and um, even the one, even the smaller one, where you could like have your own house, uh, build up your own giant house. Do was... people like
2: the uh, Dragon Age expansion? The haka, haka,
1: haka.
3: Uh, Lucy liked it. I is mean, that out she, now? she didn't love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. Out on Xbox One. They uh, on launched PS4. it. Inst- they, they're like, well, here you go. It's out now. Yeah, mm-hmm. They did the opposite of this, which is to mm-hmm. announce it the day before it came out. Yeah, like yeah, me, but, Dragon Age yeah. being my game of the year, I still haven't played it just because it snuck up on me and I was already playing Pillars. Yeah, and,
2: I'm also not like I'm not super fan by this because the Witcher even if I don't do everything it's still gonna be a super long game. Yeah. So yeah. the idea of more, like maybe I won't even want to play more.
3: And maybe. and it's more coming months from now. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not like oh day one stuff. It right. also sounds like I mean who knows, we don't know anything about it, but with them putting like a, a time on it, like ten hours, twenty hours, like it sounds like it's gonna be just a chunk of story content. Like mm-hmm. it'll be, you know, places for you to go and people for you to talk to and it's like that's obviously the best kind of mm-hmm. DLC yeah. there is. But yeah. I
0: think the reason they announced it ahead of time is because the whole idea is that they're trying to keep people from selling their game back. Right? Like uh, you give yeah, them a reason yeah. to I mean it.
2: that's
1: a uh, I, I gotta know. hold on to this because yeah.
0: in October there's gonna be a new expansion. Yeah that's not a that's
2: not a bad thought. Um, but
1: I mean yeah. it, it, like if they if they really wanted to they could just sell these as standalone and like yeah. it, who cares if, if they sell the game back. Well they don't want anybody to sell the game
3: back. That's the point. Right so. yeah. That's what they're trying to
2: stop. There's also a timing thing. So this comes out in May. And if they wait until a couple weeks after the game is announced in order to announce, or the game is launched Mm -hmm. to announce the expansions, that falls during E3 where everyone's sort of probably not talking about Witcher anymore. Now they're talking about the 30 games we just saw that look really cool at the conferences.
1: What what I'm kind of surprised at is they haven't announced, as far as I know, they haven't announced that there will be an enhanced edition of The Witcher 3. Like that—that's—that's that's how they built up such such goodwill with uh, The Witcher One and Witcher Two. They—they they for free put out basically free expansions uh, in the form of an enhanced edition patch for for both yeah. of those games. Uh, so that's kind of what what people have built up as an expectation for these games. Was that announced beforehand? That seems like an early thing to be announced. I—I I mean, it—it's it, weird to me that they didn't announce that they're going to do that for this game like they did for the previous oh. two. Uh, it. When they actually have announced they are doing this uh, paid DLC that they have yeah. not. I
3: mean, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I understand why gamers are upset when you say no DLC and then you have these two expansion packs, but it's like you release a huge, beautiful, gorgeous, presumably good game. We hope it's good, you know, for sixty bucks, and then you support it with a bunch of free, tiny content drops, and then you have a media expansion that you charge for. Like mm-hmm. that seems completely reasonable to
1: me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always there, there, there's a lot of interesting psychology that goes into yeah, this sure. this kind of outrage. Because it seems like, especially with a game like this, where it's it is a 200-hour, you know, chunk of content for two, for 60 bucks, uh, it seems like there is no amount of content you can give people where they will say, "Oh, that's okay. It's okay to cut cut that off, and then something else is going to cost more money." Yeah. Uh, that that still inspires this this outrage, which you know, if stepping back, like, makes no real sense because it's like, hey, that's. That's a big chunk of content you're giving me for that money.
3: I also suspect—I don't suspect—I know The Witcher Three is going to outsell The Witcher Two, which outsold oh, yeah. The Witcher One. You know, it's like that franchise just keeps getting bigger. And I think if people are upset, like they—that's—they're right. And you yeah, know, you can't the tell project, somebody don't be mad. Yeah, I mean, CD Projekt said one thing, and now is doing something else. So it's like I understand that, but I don't think it's ultimately going to matter. Like that game is going to be a huge blockbuster in a way that one and two weren't.
0: Oh yeah. I predict I'll put ten to fifteen hours into Witcher Three, and I'll <laughs> love it but then I'll get pulled away from Batman and I'll just never get, make it back to what you will make love
2: to your first mer- mer-woman. Yep. So yeah, I'm it's,
1: done. It's always really rough with those story-based RPGs where it's like if you get, if you get pulled away... Yeah, Who are you? Part, like, what am I? Yeah, you come yeah. back and it's like,
2: what is yeah. going on? Uh, my mer-kid is like 15. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs>
0: Justin, yeah, you're a fan of that Fantasy Life game. Loved Fantasy Life. It was a 3DS game. Uh-huh, from Nintendo. Yeah, and now, is it true that today we got the first announcement for like what Nintendo plans to do on smartphones? Was this like their first game uh, announcement? Oh, I don't think this is Nintendo. This no, is Level, level five. five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're not. I, Fantasy Life was not like a Nintendo published
2: game. Uh, they,
3: I think Nintendo of America I don't remember the exact relationship. by the way published it in the States. That's what I was going to say. I definitely th- didn't develop it. it okay. my, I, what I think happened is Nintendo of America published it in order to bring it out in the US but this was a level 5 game. Okay. But Fantasy Life is Yeah. Is Your turn. What do you mean? what it is. Oh, I don't know what you're looking for. I thought you were going to complete this sentence. Uh, it's an action RPG from a top-down perspective. But the game's big twist is you can have all these jobs where you can be a carpenter and chop down trees, or you can be like a woodworker and turn, you know, that uh, wood into swords or a blacksmith or a cook. And so I think there's 12 or 13 jobs, and you're not limited to you can do all of them if you want. So you can see things through. Like, So you go out when you're a rogue and uh, kill a bunch of things and collect their loot, and then you switch your job to uh, you know, someone that works with a leather worker and then you process that leather, then you switch your job again to an armorer, and then you turn that into things that your character can wear. Mm-hmm. So you see that stuff from like end to end in a way that you don't in other
0: games. All right, so
3: you loved Fantasy Life, and today we found out that Fantasy Life 2
0: is coming, but skipping 3DS, going straight to mobile. Yeah. How does that make you feel?
3: Uh, I don't know. Not great. <laughs> we we know you hate mobile games, Justin. Yeah. I mean that's the thing. I do. I like I like mobile games a lot, but but the game needs to be like appropriate for the platform. And fantasy life, you're not really seeing too much of it in this footage. But it is an action RPG where you're firing arrows and swinging a sword, and like it used buttons, like it needed like I don't see how that combat and movement. Like moving around the world will work as great on a touchscreen.
1: Yeah, but to, I mean, to be fair, like most many of those jobs are non-combat. So if if all they but have they, to no, do but I,
3: again, they're not showing in this footage. But the game is you're running around a world like it know, right here. like Diablo style. Yeah, yeah like you so just, you just killed the dog.
1: So, but, but, I mean, say say they, they redesigned the combat to work on a, on, a, on an iPad with touch controls. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean if,
3: if... if they're smart enough to do that, then great. I expect them to just do a virtual D-pad and virtual buttons. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I expect. And I expect and it to not feel as good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, does this tell us that Fantasy Life didn't sell so well on 3DS?
3: No, I mean, this is, again, a level 5 game. I think Fantasy Life is a big hit. I think it was a massive hit. And they announced the sequel is coming. I think it's a surprise that the sequel is not coming to the yeah. 3DS. Because yeah. they announced... I don't think they're like Fantasy Life too, but they said in some interview, like, yeah, we're going to continue this franchise. The first one sold well. Um, Level 5 has experimented with mobile in the past. There's been Professor Layton games, Professor mm-hmm. Layton offs on mobile. Um, the new Professor Layton got announced as a well, card game for mobile. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. They also announced Professor Layton How's 7. Gonna, I don't mobile. know. It's a puzzle game. I don't know what the cards are like. So that was going to be my point. It's like Level 5 makes Fantasy Life and they make Layton. And Layton makes way more sense for mobile. That's mm-hmm. a game that's a perfect fit yeah, like for a mobile traditional mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like Phoenix Wright was ported to mobile, and those mm-hmm. games work great for mobile. But Fantasy Life, I don't see it. Um, I hope they do what Dan's saying and are really thoughtful about the controls. Um, but I, I am not optimistic.
0: No, what, what, you have you have a background covering mobile games, and you still play a lot of mobile games. I do. And now this game you really really like is coming to mobile.
3: Yeah, but again, it's on a, it's like. I'm not pro-mobile game or anti-mobile game. I'm pro, like, the game being on the right place yeah. for that game. And, if yeah, if they do it right, like, that switching between jobs and crafting things, I could totally work on a touchscreen. But um, I just don't want to see, like, a virtual D-pad that's clunkier and harder to use than just playing Android. Yeah, I'm not a big it. fan of any
2: game that's shoehorned onto a place it shouldn't be. That's why I'm not a big fan of, like, first-person shooters on Vita. Mm-hmm. I feel like that it just isn't comfortable enough for, mm-hmm. for, for the... Dexterity required for an FPS, mm. and so like I could appreciate what Killzone was on Vita, but I just was like, I don't yeah. want to play this here. What about Black
0: Ops Declassified—that was a very bad game.
1: <laughs> What's really interesting to me about this about Nintendo's uh, mobile strategy, like they, they had said, like oh, we're going to use our existing IP and put that out on mm. on uh, you know mobile platforms to to you know expand their base. But I'm surprised that they would take a game that came out on on 3ds that was successful on 3ds well this then, isn't nintendo yeah like they're right but, but they're, they're 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 you know sanctioning it aren't they no i don't no. think they're involved oh, really? this is level
3: five yeah okay i, th- I thought this it, is so not this is not a
2: part of the whole nintendo so D- a, D- a japanese yeah, game D- company
3: released a game on the 3ds in japan and right. then nintendo of america decided right, right, okay. to publish that game in
0: america okay so this is also maybe the problem of like when when you publish a game, you get associated with it. So now I think Fancy Life is a Nintendo game, even though yeah. they just published it. Yeah,
3: yeah, um, yeah. This is not this is not Nintendo's doing. I mean, we like I'm playing Sorcery on mobile right now, and it's great. Hearthstone on mobile is great. Like I play my iPad almost actually every night. But yeah. um, you know, the game's got to be right for the platform. You play that Black Rock Mountain expansion? Uh, I bought it. I haven't checked it out yet.
2: Is that a drug term?
3: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Sweet,
3: sweet, sweet, hot Black Black drug. sweet sweet Black Rock. Sweet sweet
0: Black
2: Rock. You <laughs>
3: sniff it. <laughs> <laughs> It's sn- it's a no, sniff- not so much. It's not a so sniff- much. sniffable. It's a sniffy. Yeah. Scratch the
0: sniff. <laughs> uh, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at just like Cameron did. Hey, guys. I'm a new listener. Ooh. And I absolutely love the show. Every year a game series I love is concluded and I am left with an empty hole in my heart. Oh, no. What do you mean? Every year a new, a new series concludes? Yeah, wait, read that sentence. That's again. like the opposite problem that everyone else has. Every <laughs> year a game series I love is concluded okay, and I am left no. with an empty hole in my heart. He's, he needs to play some Assassin's Creed. There <laughs> 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 you go. It's oh, going to be full. Yeah. <laughs> Seven times a year. Sometimes I wish the game creators would make another sequel or I think it's just best leaving it be. If you guys could make the game developers create another sequel, what series would it be? Oh my God! What series would you absolutely I mean, know not want to see? You
2: think you know what I'm going to say, but I got I got two things running through my head. Lay it on me. I want another Banjo Kazooie. Sure. Yeah, that's one of the things. But I want Rare to. Do, I, so I don't want a it to spiritual be spiritual successor. Doesn't does I mean, count. That's exciting. But I miss those. Ca- I'm really dumb, but I like the bear that makes weird noises and the bird that uh-huh. yells at him. A Uh
0: That
2: I would like a Psychonauts two. And that's the one I was. I like a Psychonauts two a lot. And you're gonna like like Beyond Good and Evil gun to Tim Schafer's head yeah oh jeez I'm not gonna put real. a gun to his head <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice <laughs> man psychonaut too he, play, he
3: works so close I can't do that he's yeah. just
0: crying <laughs> no my pick is spoiled by our art behind us here I would oh. if I could s- gun to Gabe Newell's head <laughs> <laughs> we'd make Half-Life 3 god damn you <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's ever gonna happen I don't think yeah. it's ever gonna happen either I'm, more and more I'm convinced we are never going yeah. to play yeah. another Half-Life Gabe, or, I think it'll happen
2: Gordon Freeman's just gonna be a character in Dota
0: <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. That's so sad. No, the other one I would like is um, a proper sequel to the first Final Fantasy Tactics. We never got oh, that. They nice. yeah. had Final Fantasy like A two on a Game Boy Advance. Final yeah, what they about? They weren't about quite things. the same. Yeah. I well, want Final would Fantasy love Tactics two. Would
3: love that. That's it. what I was gonna say. Is we get sequels to things, but then they're never. It's like the monkey paw curse, where <laughs> yeah. like they fulfill your wish, but then they twist it around yeah. in some way that like you I want a sequel expect. to Fantasy Life. Well, here you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they made a sequel to Final Fantasy Tactics, and it was sort of so so. And they yeah. made a sequel to Banjo Kazooie, and it was kind of so so. So it's like that's not always how that's not always how it works.
1: Like in my case right now, like, you asked me that question, and like a few years ago, like, I would have I had three go-to answers. I want to see more XCOM, I want to yeah. see more Fallout, mm-hmm. I want to see more Homeworld. And like, they're all, like, all three of those are now basically active franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. like, I, like,
3: I have to go to, to Half-Life like, when you yeah. ask me that. Now I have to go to the cliche one. We kind of, we live in an era where, and it's awesome, but we live in an era where nothing dies anymore. Like, the even something that you thought was gone forever. Like, if you thought adventure games are gone forever, they're back and actually, like, thriving now. Mm-hmm. And if you thought... Old school RPGs like Baldur's Gate were gone. We have Pillars of Eternity and Torment is coming out and looks really great. And Pillars totally delivered. Like everyone's like, man, I don't know. I don't know if they can pull it off, and they did. The game's excellent. You know, talking about like space sims with with, yeah. uh, with Star Citizen and Elite dangerous. Yeah. And so all this stuff and like 3D mascot platformers we thought were gone, and then you know a few have been kickstarted successfully. And there's a Banjo Kazooie spiritual successor. So it's like in Shovel Knight, you know, brought back a genre that we thought was kind of gone. So there are so many games. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome that we live in an era where. You you know, these incredible AAA, you know, Shadow of Mordor, Dragon Age Inquisition, Witcher experiences can exist alongside, you sure. know, the stuff. But if you could force a developer to make a sequel for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would probably say I would want, like, a direct sequel to, like, Super Metroid.
0: Yeah. Or just a new Metroid
2: game. Or just play Active
3: Like, yeah, sure. An, <laughs> old, an old school 2D Metroid. Yeah. Um, God, you know how gorgeous that would look? Yeah, man. Well, I would still want it to be pixel art, I think, but.
1: And play *Axiom Verge*.
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> right there. No, but it's not just *Axiom Verge*. Like *Super Metroid*, has an atmosphere yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, does it does a lot of really smart environmental storytelling, uh, yeah. and uh, it does a lot of things that, on a gameplay level, *Axiom Verge* is incredible. But uh, *Metroid* is a smarter game in some other ways.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wonder what series he's talking about. That that go away for that die Because I conclude, can't think of Nothing alike. concludes. Because I mean, stuff concludes, like uh, Bioshock Infinite had its two pieces of DLC and that concluded. But I'm like, there's no way we're not going to get a new Bioshock game at no, some yeah. point. It's like, just going to happen.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing ends anymore. Like Sony, I think it's Sony Pictures formed a group that they're going to make a Ghostbusters cinematic universe. Everything's going to get their own
2: cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, everything's cinematic universe There's going to be a cinematic now. universe cinematic universe. <laughs> think
3: about
0: that. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure someday in our lifetime there will be another Middle Earth
3: movie. Yeah, they're gonna oh, remake yeah. Lord of the Rings within yeah. our lifetime for sure. Yeah, that's why the Star Wars movie coming out every year. Yeah. Like anything that you love is never going to die and go away. I'm sure they're figuring out some way to bring back like what about, Firefly. What about people? Except for Half Life. Except <laughs> for Half Life, Doctor Who.
1: Dan is there another game besides. Half Life Two, pick. Uh, Like, like I said, like my, my wishes have already been largely fulfilled. You're, you're, like I, I do, I do want Half Life, and I and I personally think that that VR is is what Valve has been waiting for because like, if you look at the last two Half Life games, mm. like the first one kind of revolutionized how stories are told. The second yep. one revolutionized how levels are designed with you know mm-hmm. physics puzzles. Uh, I I think Valve has been waiting for an opportunity to kind of revolutionize shooters again, mm. uh, and I I have no doubt that they that they started and stopped Half Life Three multiple times. Uh, just like, oh, we have some ideas, see if they work. They didn't, and they didn't end up working to their satisfaction. I think that uh, when, when VR gets to a point where it's kind of established, I think they're gonna come out with a Half-Life 3 that really shows everyone how it's done. I hope you're right. Half-Life 3D. I just, <laughs> guys,
0: I
2: did it, I made the <laughs> name!
0: Uh Our last email this week comes from Brandon Gurney in Columbus, Ohio. He says, I have a short question today. Why do you dudes play video games? Short question, but also a big question. That's a goodie. I like that. Wait, is it why do dudes play video games or why do you do dudes? You dudes. Talking about us. He says, I'm one of those gamers that doesn't play a game to kill time, but more so, games are a deep passion of mine. I've been a gamer since I was a little boy, just as you guys probably have. To me, it's better than watching a movie or reading a book. Games have it all. Great stories, well-written pieces of music, and amazing animation and graphics. A collaboration of the arts. Games are a wonderful experience. So again, why do you game? Please give a better answer than because it's fun. That's a given. Now, to be fair, I think he didn't really answer his own question. He, he said, <laughs> I play the games because they're, they bring the arts together. Like, that's not... Yeah. I mean, that's
3: a valid... I don't,
2: yeah. think, uh, I don't think games are better than uh, movies or books or music. I think they're different. Yeah. And I enjoy them for different ways. Uh, I, like, I actually had this discussion a couple days ago. Uh, I enjoy games for a lot of reasons. One of them is uh, a form of like nostalgic time travel. Like, I like playing uh, Super Mario World... And it brings me back to you know when I was five and got mm-hmm. my Super Nintendo. Uh, I play something like Braid, and it brings me back to a time when I just got out of a relationship and was like heartbroken. And I, it's like all those emotions come back when I play the game. Uh, what about what, when you're playing a new game? What about when I'm playing a new? What I'm a new game? I just like to be. I like to be creatively inspired. I think mm-hmm. we all do stuff outside of. Uh IGN that we that you know that require creative juices. You gotta raise a kid, that requires yeah. creative juices.
0: Yeah. But I like putting something also like that. Also requires just regular juices. Just
2: regular juices. <laughs> gross. <laughs> He's talking about orange juice. Don't okay. be gross. Yeah. Kids drink orange kids, juice. And apple juice. Yeah. Grapefruit juice? Yeah. Pineapple juice. Um I don't think different kids. Drink I'm not I'm not, I don't like a lot of people play it for like the social aspect. I don't do that. Like I know Mitch yeah, plays Dota to like that's hang out with buds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I know a lot of younger gamers do that. Yeah, totally. Um, I think there are two main reasons for me. One is uh escapist, a form of escapism that embellishes my imagination. Mm-hmm. Like I can go to this other world and explore new things that I will never get to explore and do in this world, and that just like fires off pleasure yeah, centers totally. in the brain. And the other is I like to think, I like critical thinking, like to think strategically. So like when I'm playing Far Cry 4 and I'm uh, approaching an outpost, I get to say, okay, there's like a guard here and here, the alarms are here and here. I think the path of least resistance would be if I approach from the west. Mm-hmm. That also is just like, oh, this just feels yeah. so good to my brain to be thinking this way.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very similar. I get, I think uh, escapism. I think games are better for escapism than movies or TV, just because you get to directly participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an empowerment you get uh, from being able to especially certain kinds of games more than others obviously but being able to influence the outcome Mm -hmm. of events uh that's something i did rather than a character did on on the screen or on the in the on the pages um i think it's better at at that kind of escapism escapism and empowerment Mm -hmm. um and challenge like challenge like movies and tv uh and books and music and all the other forms of art might challenge you with a philosophical question but they're not going to challenge you generally with a, a yeah, hurdle a to overcome to yeah yeah
3: yeah i mean i like plenty of abstract games and puzzle games but the games that i like the most are games that have a really strong sense of exploration um, you just don't know like you round a corner and you don't know what you're going to find there or you know you dive down to the bottom of a lake and video games are designed in such a way to like reward that exploration like there will be something down there whether it's a treasure a heartpiece or a monster or You don't know what, Um, but in real life, and I wrote an opinion article about this a long time ago, Um, in real life at the bottom of a lake, there's probably nothing down there. Like, there's just mud down there. Like, the real that world... that to James Cameron. Like, the real world... <laughs> like, I'm always so fascinated by deep space and what people are exploring out there and the cutting edge and people that are exploring to the ocean depths and finding monsters. And we saw a giant squid on film for the first time, and that's awesome, like, learning things about our world. But our world feels like it's getting smaller and smaller. Like, there's yeah. not that many unknowns left. And so to go into a world where... There could be anything and anyone and you don't know what you'll find there is really, really rewarding and exciting for me, that sense of exploration. Um, the games that are the best, in my opinion, games like Super Metroid and Super Mario 64 and uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which are my three favorite games ever, combine that exploration of a video game world with like an exploration of like video game systems. Like Just in the same way you don't know what you're going to find around the next corner, Like your character is going to level up or change or get more powerful, and like you don't know what's going to happen there too. Like you're exploring the game systems at the same time you're exploring the game world, and when they're really married together, uh, that's to me the best game design there is, and the games that I like the most.
2: You also play games so you could fight Dracula's, fight all the Dracula's. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Good question. Yeah,
0: Brandon. I think that's all the scoops we have for you this week. The room you can always reach us at the room <laughs> you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin, thank you, Marty, thank you Dan. My name is Damon, this is IGN Gamescoop.